Welcome to Explain to Shane. I'm your host, Shane Tews at the American Enterprise Institute. On this podcast, I interview tech industry experts to explain how the apps, services, and structures of today's information technology system work and how they shape our social and economic life. In today's episode, I interview Sam Meek, the co-founder and CEO of Sandbox. Sam pointed out to me that Generation Alpha, born after 2012, makes up the junior military population today. They're the first true digital natives to join our military, and with it, they need better ways to communicate and share information with each other. As the Department of Defense battles the worst recruitment crisis it has ever faced, Sam recognized the need to support our armed services with an app designed to support our military community throughout their entire journey. Using the Sandbox digital platform, service members can connect with their family and friends, and they can share knowledge about the life in the military. Sandbox has over 4 million users with 170,000 monthly active users and over 80,000 users that engage the platform on a weekly basis. One of the app's features is letters. It has already sent over 10 million letters to recruits in basic training and deployed service members worldwide. This innovation enhances the mail call tradition by creating a convenient way for families to communicate. As part of the Army's Recruiting and Retention Task Force, Sandbox is onboarding future soldiers and their family to help them prepare for their Army service. Today, Sandbox onboards 70% of those joining the military. Sam's experience as a Marine gives him a unique perspective on the needs of a service member. He served as a nuclear, biological, chemical defense specialist Marine and went on two tours of duty in Iraq, earning firsthand knowledge of the challenges faced in the Sandbox, as it is known in the military community. Together with his business partner, Major General Ray L. Smith, Sam co-created this app to strengthen connections within the military community. Join us as Sam and I discuss the importance of Sam's leadership and how he has helped make millions of service members and their families the most successful and mission-ready as they can be. Hi, Sam. Hi, Shane. (laughs) Welcome to Explain to Shane. It's good to be here. Thank you um, for creating this app, which seems to be a really good tool for military families and friends who have their loved ones overseas. But I, it's it's an interesting concept. So explain to us Sandbox. Sure. The you know the essence of Sandbox really has to do with understanding the friction points along the military journey, and the friction points along the military journey start at the very beginning, in that phase where you're interested in joining the military moves through recruiting, then into basic training, then into advanced school, and then your active duty or reserve or guard career. So where we've spent the lion's share of our time is you know, uniquely looking at the friction points that exist along that first year of service, which we define as the moment that you're interested in joining the military to really the end of basic training. And as you think about the friction points that exist there, the kind of two key ones that stuck out to us in the beginning were the fact that there was no really single source of truth to help the individual service member, but also to help mom understand how to have a positive dinner table conversation about joining the military that evening. And anything that was really specific around how do you help recruiters be better recruiters? And as I'm sure you're aware today, that's a pretty tough subject. The second was the fact that we have disconnectivity at basic training. When you ship off to basic training, you're not allowed to take your phone with you. You have very limited access to it. And the opportunity for friends and family around each service member to be able to stay in contact with them is critical, especially because today's generational warfighter has grown up in a smartphone environment with mom sending selfies and texting, you know, buddies on the football team. 
that connectivity is sheared uh, when they ship off to basic training. And so we wanted to allow um, that connectivity to exist within the needs of the Department of Defense training machine. And so that's where we developed the Letters platform. So it's really wrapped around beginning on the beginning of Sandbox Journey. It was wrapped around knowledge transfer and connectivity with basic training. So it's a safe space. It is a safe space. And how, so how, give us the origin, give us the, the, how did this come about? So you yourself are, you know, military, former military. I don't know if you're ever former. You're, you know, you're in. Once Marine, always Marine. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, did this come to mind while you were going through your own process? What was, I think, interesting as I kind of play back the tapes from my experience in the Marine Corps and into Sandbox when we first got back from Iraq on my first deployment, MySpace was all the rage. And I remember uh, building MySpace pages for a lot of my Marines. And then I started building the MySpace page for our battalion. Our battalion commander started asking me to post things on behalf of you know the battalion. Um, it was a big deal for the spouses as well and for that community around that battalion to stay connected. And I really didn't think twice about it when I left and I went to my, my next unit and on to my you know, next duty station and, and, and eventually got out of the military. But um, when I was introduced to Major General Ray Smith, who's our chairman and my co-founder, and he had this interesting idea, which was how do we help our Marine Corps spouses stay connected? All of that came back to me. And so when we looked at that unique problem set of how do you help Marine Corps spouses stay connected? And we thought about the broader capabilities of where we are in a technological environment. We recognized that no one was building content and technology that was holistic to the military journey and that was focused on today's user experience expectations. And that was kind of the key thing that led us to taking Sandbox where it is today um, and really driven all under this North Star that we fundamentally believe that our military community is special and they need their own platform um, that's really built by them, with them, uh, and also with the needs of the DOD at large. So give us some ideas of some of the dangers that you're helping keep at bay by having its own application. Sure. I, I would say, you know, there's there's probably a myriad of them. Um, today, the biggest focus is really with recruiting and engagement. Um, one of the fears that we have is that we're going to continue to have a tough recruiting environment. We're seeing the tide beginning to turn, but fundamentally, today's generation that's joining the military, all volunteer force, um, has grown up very different than you know my generation, your generation. We're about the same generation, um, but in a way that is really kind of more akin to this kind of Instagram, Snapchat type of generation where the content and the way they make decisions is very, very different. The military uh, really doesn't have the ability to uh, create um, the type of technology, the type of user experiences that this generation needs and, and iterate on it fast enough in two-week sprints and cycles and the ability to do these experiments that allow us to rapidly innovate. And that we, that's kind of the one of the biggest dangers we see is the inability for the Department of Defense to have a tool that helps this generation stay connected to each other and to the content and utilities that are going to help them be successful. And again, going back to that user experience, what are what, what are the utilities that you know most you know young men and women today will use to move through their life? We've got the Ubers of the world, we've got the Amazons of the world, we've got the Facebooks. Name your favorite app. You know whether it's social, whether it's utilitarian, the military doesn't have that. 
And so that's that kind of layer, that platform functionality that we're bringing to the military. And that's the danger we see is if we don't bring that to the military. So was this a tough sell over at the Pentagon or they get it? It is uh, a mixture of both. Okay. Uh, it's a, they get it. Um, the commanders, uh, where, where we have a lot of success, the commanders get it and they want this. Where things are hard uh, really comes down to a lot of times it's like, you know, the rules and the way, you know, policy and, and the way contracting laws are written. Um, it's, it's really written for procurement of, you know, things that go boom and, and things that create kinetic energy. Um, and, you know, as of late, there's been a lot more around software and technology. But when it comes to kind of the softer side of, you know, our military community and the way that you, we naturally think about the physical and spiritual mental well-being, the financial stability, um, the career progression, uh, a lot of the stuff that really helps us be more successful as we move through our military journey, that's where, um, you know, I think we get tripped up with the way the rules are written and um, where we have a forward-leaning program manager, where we have a forward-leaning leader who says, hey, listen, here's how to get this done. Like, for example, we, we've uh, we've just launched across the United States Army Recruiting Command um, with the uh, uh, Army Recruiting and Retention Task Force. Uh, which has been tremendous, but it's it's taken a recruiting crisis for the army to say, "All right, let's create a task force that's going to go out and figure out how to fix this thing." And they've looked to us to do that. So unfortunately, it's taken a crisis to get here, um, but we're well on our way within the army and the other branches of services today. So explain to me your role in the recruiting process. I don't quite understand that. Sure. So right now, um, let's say you're joining the army. Um, you, uh, They'd be so lucky to have me. They would be. You'd, be, you'd make a great soldier. Matter of fact, I know a great recruiter. I can put you in touch with him. Right. He'd love to have you. Um, <laughs> the uh, Right now today, um, depending on how you hear about the Army, I think what we'll start with, you know, that moment of truth when you decide to reach out to the recruiter. That's We, we, we define a lot of the military journey in these things called moments of truth. And there's a big moment of truth that exists when I say, I'm going to reach out to the recruiter. I'm going to make this big, you know, vulnerable decision to reach out to the recruiter. And depending on, you know, where you're from and, you know, beliefs and, you know, family, friend history with the military, there's a lot at stake there and a lot at play. But in that moment, you know, the the first thing the recruiter starts to do is they start to kind of very quickly try to screen you. You know, are you eligible? We've got a massive problem with obesity in this country. We have a a growing problem with drugs. We have a growing problem with, you know, law enforcement issues. And, and so um, not to mention our big propensity issue. It's, there's less and less people that are even interested in or know about the military journey. So in this process, um, the recruiter very quickly begins to start to screen and there's no like app. There's nothing, there's no digital engagement. It's, it's, I've got to pick up a phone. Or I've got to walk into a recruiting station the services have built some websites and some tools to help with some of this digital engagement. But fundamentally, like that big first step is talking to the recruiter. And right now in the Army, there's no tool that fundamentally allows that recruiter and that individual who's interested in joining the Army to be able to communicate effectively. So you ask any recruiter, you ask any future soldier, how do you communicate? They'll tell you they use WhatsApp, they use GroupMe, they use a Facebook message group, they use text message, they use Signal. The name your chat app. You know, there's a variety of ways in which that occurs. And so the feature we've launched called Muster is solely focused on two pieces, improving that recruiter 
and future soldier communication capability and the delivery of highly specific content based on where you are along your military journey. So if you're going to be a combat engineer and you're going to go to Fort Benning, or excuse me, now Fort Moore, or if you're going to become, you know, some sort of comms technician, you know, the content that we want to deliver to you and the content we want to deliver to your parents and your friends and family is very different. So that piece that's missing there is that platform that's designed around today's user experience expectations. And that's how we're helping with recruiting. So I become interested. Do I get, how do, how do I find out about the sandbox app to even start this dialogue? That, that depends on which branch of service you're joining. Okay. Um, so in the army today, um, and they've just released a, uh, a task order to do this, but when you show up at the military interesting processing stations, after you've sworn in, raised your hand, you know, to serve the country, at that point, there's a QR code and there's a, there's a welcome to the Army package. We're part of that. The recruiters are also uh, inviting all of their future soldiers uh, into Sandbox as well. Um, and so that's that big initiative there. In the Marine Corps, uh, slightly different. We, one of the things that we've done for years is we've always given the, the letters platform, which is how we generate our revenue, to the recruiters for free. In the Marine Corps, they're actually mandated to send letters to their recruits. So almost every single Marine Corps recruiter has the Sandbox app on their phone. They tell all the, fa- all the parents about it, all the incoming recruits about it. So our acquisition channel actually happens to be kind of wrapped around the fact that the Marine Corps recruiters have to send letters. Now, in the Air Force and the Navy, a lot that's a lot more kind of word of mouth. Um, but in the Navy, one of the great things that we do is we actually, when the every single sailor gets the basic training, we electronically disseminate their mailing address to all their friends and family. Whereas, you know, a lot of the other branches of service, it's old school pen and paper, a piece of paper gets sent home to one person, usually mom, and it's mom's job to set to be able to distribute that mailing address to all their friends and family. And what we know is today's generation, the younger generation, is likely not going to sit down and handwrite a letter. And so that connectivity to basic training is really key. And that, so that's what I kind of just described was the way we think about how you attach the recruiting journey through basic training and eventually onto active duty. And what is, why, I mean, you, I could see a letter from a long time ago, but apparently it, it has a level of gravity to it. So why do they continue to do that? So the why is because when our services today, when they, when they had the basic training, they need to focus on becoming a warfighter. They need to, you know, break them down and build them back up. And so much of that revolves around making everybody equal uh, and taking away, you know, any access to the outside world. Um, that's a kind of a fundamental belief system that I think is correct for how you really do shape the beginnings of a warfighter in, in our branches of service. Um, but they've always allowed mail and, you know, mail call is a tale old as time. It is the greatest thing that happens in an environment when you have no access to the outside world from world war one to world war two, to name your name, your war, name, your training environment, wherever we are, mail call is the single largest source of morale and a basic training for an 18 year old that has never been off the grid in their life. When the phone's ripped out of their hand, mail call is it. It's all about mail call. So the that's the fundamental need for it. The issue is, is our, we've moved away from sending mail. You know, maybe some really good friends will send you a handwritten card in the mail. But um, beyond that, we, we really don't get any personal mail anymore. It's just bills and spam. Um, but for basic training, it's not. It's all the old school mail. It's, it's mom, dad, grandma, 
friends. And it really is that point of morale that you just remind that your Absolutely. family's behind you, your friends are there Absolutely. for you. Absolutely, yeah. So you actually do, like, the, so they, they can do this in an email, but you actually send physical letters out. Correct. As you part can, of that process. That's right. And, and it's uh, it starts in the app. And so you could do it iOS, Android, or on the web. And so if you write your letter before 5 p.m. on a weekday and hit send, that letter goes into our technology system. We've got a team of people here in Arlington that will uh, digitize and print those letters. And we've got a huge fulfillment facility. They go through a letter stuffing machine and they come out basically like, I think it's like we print a letter every like half second or something wow. like that. So we send anywhere from five to 20,000 letters a day. Eventually, you're going to keep a whole group of like, you know, Pitney Bowes, you know, equipment alive. We, yeah, <laughs> we have two very big Pitney Bowes machines. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. And those letters then get put into a FedEx box. And so we'll send, you know, 2,000 letters to Navy boot camp tonight, hmm. which will arrive there tomorrow morning. Wow. And mom gets the tracking address, tracking with it. So watch that letter move from our facility to Great Lakes, and there's all sorts of fun bells and whistles that come along with the letter as well. So, okay, get us to the next stage. So now all of a sudden you have uh, a database of people that are connected to each other, and they're in the safe environment in your app that has been approved by many people in the military complex. So can they stay in touch then after that on your... Uh, well, yes. Um, the feature that we actually just launched for the Army is a feature called Muster. And, um, you know, in the kind of startup world, we use a, a app called Slack to stay connected. It's we like all love Slack. Big chat app, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... And other, we get work done on that thing. Oh, Slack. That. Crushes Slack. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big gift guy in Slack. The... Um, a lot of uh, and we in our personal lives we use iMessage, we use Signal, we use WhatsApp, we use all different sort of chat opportunities, and that's what happens today in recruiting. And so there's two issues there. One is there's no standardization in communications because we have all these different channels and platforms. Um, and and two is there's no there's no kind of unique ability to send information and content that's directly relevant to where that individual is along their military journey. And so with Muster, it's the combination of being able to chat with your recruiter, being able to chat with the command, the parents being able to communicate together, as well as being able to deliver highly relevant content to mom versus the recruiter versus that future soldier. So you going back to your MySpace days, have you recreated a lot of the things that were important back in that day, but now in a more secure environment? And I'm assuming the security. This is a more secure environment. Yes, right? absolutely. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and I can't get too deep in the security weeds okay. because we I, to, I, I start to get over my ski tips, nope, but we're good. we've got some incredible teammates that are, you know, akin and that's their sole purpose is privacy and security. Um, but the, yeah, to, to your point around the MySpace, the back then it was around this new medium this new ability to receive information around a channel that was exciting that allowed you to view everything from videos to long form text to short form to pictures, you name it, um, and to be able to interact and share that. And so if you, if you think about that function and, you know, Facebook and Friendster and MySpace were the, the revolutionaries in social media for us. This next leg, I think, and specific as it is to the military and communities internationally, is to think about how do we get very intentional around the products and around the content and the utilities that we want to create just for that specific community. 
you know, Facebook has done it for the world. And, you know, when people ask me, what is Sandbox? I, I tell people this is the worst way of explaining it. But imagine if Facebook's purpose and design was to help the military community be successful. So if you think about all the things that Facebook has built um, over the years and you think about the way they think about product strategy, we're very similar, except all we care about is the success of our military community. I have to say that it's a little bit like Prince. They're now <laughs> Meta, the formerly known as Facebook. Yeah, but, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. so you, so like you mentioned, spouses keeping in touch. So they have the capability of because you know they move around and the kids move around, and so they is this something that they can use? Do they stay on this app for this as well? I realize because I'm also thinking, and I don't get into the security of the app. Don't want to know that. Uh, but that from a perspective of you know you have you have a lot of information flow that could come off of that that would be concerning. I think if I were a general, to mm-hmm. be like I don't necessarily want all these. I mean, uh, to use a different example, there was a great story early on about uh, um, a mafia don getting caught because his daughter wouldn't get off Instagram. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, so right. take that. And yeah. No. Absolutely. There, right? And um, yeah, like the Strava example. I mean, there's plenty of cases yeah. where. Uh, apps have gotten, you know, um, our populations in trouble. So the on the military spouse side, we haven't built that piece of it yet. We've been really focused on that first year of service. Um, and so a lot of the folks that are joining the military today aren't married. There's a very small segment of population of them that, that do go to boot camp with a, with a spouse. Um, but that is in the roadmap. So that as we think about life after basic, basic training, we, we define... Um, sandbox in, in kind of three ways from the business perspective. We've got the acquisition phase, we've got the trust expansion phase, and we've got the benefit and services delivery phase. And in the acquisition phase, it's all around how do you deliver the right type of content to the right type of person that's going to create the right behavior and that's going to create the right engagement. It's also around the letters platform. In the trust expansion phase, it's all around how do you continue to create connectivity post basic training. And that's where, you know, you start to see service members getting married in their first, second, and third tours. Um, and that's where the investment in the spouses comes for our pro- product roadmap today. But on, on, the, on the security side, like, you know, just as, you know, the, the spouses today that are using Facebook Marketplace or they're using WhatsApp or the, whatever they're using to communicate or, you know, get their life done, um, it really is incumbent on the individual to understand OPSEC, ProSec, and InfoSec. And we do a lot of our own training around that with delivering content to new military parents to help them better understand that. And we've seen, you know, many cases over the years where digital media has gotten folks in trouble um, and the parents, you know, have become have been culprits of that in the past. And so if we can be a steward of helping family members understand what it means to have good infosec, persec and, and operational security around their loved one then um, that's a big win for us. So you're not just saying to mom and, or whoever, aunt, to get off putting Facebook messages up, but you're giving them a place where they know that they would be a better place to communicate. Yeah. And, and that's and, on your path. And certain times, yeah. Okay. And, and educating them about, I mean, we're not going to get them off of Facebook, but we want them we to. We don't want them off Facebook. We, 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 love, <laughs> we love Meta. We do, um, yeah. But we, right. want, we want them to be able to, you know, understand how to better communicate and not potentially get themselves or their loved one in trouble. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you you mentioned always a marine, but but what else are you doing? Well, um, I'm rearing two children. I got a beautiful wife, and uh, you know I'm like 20 pounds down from January. So congratulations. I'm good there. Yeah. So <laughs> I you know I say this all the time. I feel like 
I feel like I'm still serving in the military. I'm just 20 pounds overweight, maybe 40 pounds overweight. But I feel really good about all the work that we're doing. And that makes me really happy. Um, and then, yeah, beyond that, just, um, you know, we, we uh, you know, trying to keep up my hobbies a little bit, um, keeping up with uh, companies and startups. I love companies and startups. I get involved with a lot of those. So, and, and, and what, what stage very beginning or I love the early stuff. Okay. The really icky, hard, weird, early that stage. icky and hard. It's like aspirational. It is. It's, it is. They, aspir- they want it's, so much. They just don't know how to get it. Right? Yeah. It's okay. it, the, those early stages are, are fun. You know, there's a, it's a, it's a function of helping people understand that, you know, if you want to build a bike, um, don't try and build the whole bike. Let's start about let's let's talk to people about riding bikes first you know the dc government could have done a lot of that with just the bike lanes i'm gonna say yes yes <laughs> did yeah. you go to the netherlands and see how the bike lanes work there just it's to, just saying just as a starting point right, right? Uh-huh. because they've nailed it right yeah. yes or yeah. the or the trolley system yeah. on h street there's right. a thought for people <laughs> not that they listen to this podcast that's but right just, yeah. <laughs> yeah well i want to thank you for all the work you've done on behalf of the military people and the path that you're on to, to keep it safe because i you know somebody who uses her phone all the time i can only imagine somebody taking it out of my hand i'm I, that probably if a recruiter told me that I'd probably decide not to go in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you for being a guest today on oh, Shane, it's Shane. great to be here. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Explain to Shane. For more episodes, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your preferred listening platform. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and tell your friends and colleagues to tune in. We'll see you on the next episode of Explain to Shane. 